Welcome to the award-winning Women in Industry podcast. That's WIN for short. I'm your host, Lisa Van Hook, Director of Client Services and Executive Vice President at the Communications Group. We are a full-service marketing, PR, and advertising agency based in Little Rock, Arkansas. On the WIN podcast, we explore the lives and careers of women who are making waves in their fields from agriculture, business to business, G2C, nonprofits, and more. We dive into the stories of these incredibly dynamic women and learn more about their journeys to success. Join us as we celebrate the achievements of these trailblazers and listen to be inspired by the impact these women are making on the world. But before you hear from our guest, I encourage you to nominate an inspirational woman or multiple women who are rock stars in agriculture, B2B, education, manufacturing, you name it, any industry you can think of. All you have to do is click on the nomination link in the show notes, or you can visit our win page on our website at comgroup.com. That's C-O-M-group.com. Now let's dive in. Okay. Well, I'm super excited to be here today with my co-host Carson Horn and with our guest Kat Franz, who is the executive director of the Independent Professional Seed Association, also known as IPSA, which is fun to say. (laughs) So we are just going to dive right in. Kat and Alyssa, I just want to let our listeners get to know a little bit more about you. Tell us about your, you know, who you are, your your job title, a little description of what you do as an executive director. Maybe even give us a little bit of background about how you got into the job that you're in today. Yeah. So I'm the executive director of IPSA because Independent Professional Seed Association is a mouthful. (laughs) And so it is a mouthful. So we represent independent seed companies in the ag industry, mainly in corn and soybean. So we have, you know, these independent seed companies, which are a lot of times on a several generationally owned. So third generation family ran business. And um, we have those members and we also have the associate members, which are those that support seed companies. And really IPSA itself represents them in the industry, whether that's through advocacy or education programs or anything like that. And then as the executive director, I run the association um, along with my CEO, Todd Martin, and we, you know, do the day-to-day stuff and the big picture things, you know, we project out, you know, years in advance as to where we want IPSA to be and whatnot. How I came into this into this business was really kind of happenstance. I never really saw myself as being in agriculture. I just I have Todd actually happened to fall upon my resume when they were looking for a marketing and communications person, and so I started there. And I've been with the with the executive director role for about two years, and I love it because I, I get more involved, and I, I love that. So it really was just kind of happenstance. But now I cannot imagine doing anything else. I mean, I love the agriculture industry and I love the people and they are just the salt of the earth. They're the best. That's so cool. Now, when you talk about your members, are you, are your members all over the country? Are they regional? Are are these state members? Tell us a little bit more about the makeup of the organization. Okay. Yeah. So our seed companies are, you know, well, I'll back up. We have members all around the nation, but our seed companies, since they are mainly in corn and soybean, they're really heavily concentrated in the corn belt, so in the Midwest. But we have members all over the place. So we actually have some, you know, in Brazil and South America and that. So it's, you know, 
somewhat international and we are just really heavily concentrated in the U.S. Interesting. Okay. That's fascinating to me. Absolutely fascinating. And you are in charge of all that. You're running it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. How, how did you, well, I mean, what were you doing? You didn't envision a career in agriculture, but here you are yeah. and you love it. What was in your mind? What was your, what you were going to be when you grew up? <laughs> well, when I was a child, I wanted to be a veterinarian when I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> So I just wanted to be around animals. But before IPSA, I was actually, you know, funnily enough, I was an office manager for a Zumba educational specialist. So I was working in the fitness world. That's what, you said that that's your family has a fitness world connection, right? Yes, yes. My mother was one of the Zumba educational specialists. She was one of the, I want to say one of the first ones. And it was it was awesome because I worked with her and all the other Zesses is what they were called. And we got to travel the world and teach people Zumba. It was just, it was fun. And, you know, of course I got to do it with my mom too. So that was even better, but she retired. And then that's when I was putting feelers out and that's when Todd found my resume and I was doing marketing for her and Zesses in the fitness industry. So I just applied that to the agriculture industry and just kind of, went from there and thought, wow, this is my calling. I'm going to be an ag forever. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's really hard. Not once you get into ag, it is really hard not to just completely fall in love with it. I think there's something about the ag world that is sort of a very gentle reminder about the fundamentals of life and the fundamentals in the world, you know, like feeding people is pretty, is a pretty fundamental function on the point. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and that's, that's exactly it. The people are just genuine and kind and loving and just amazing people that are working in ag and literally feeding the world, among other things. And they're just, they do it because they love it. And it's just like, wow, it's hard not to feel the passion coming off of them and letting it flow into you. Isn't that cool? You're so lucky that you get to do that in your, in your career. Speaking of that, passions and things like that, so let's talk about the flip side of that. What are some challenges or some adversity that you've had to sort of work your way through to get to where you are today? I would say a lot of the challenges that I have faced, you know, me personally, I think that a lot of them are self-inflicted just because I, you know, I went to, you know, I don't have a whole ag background, you know, I was came into this new. And so I was always very intimidated about I'm not the smartest person in this room. You know, I don't know what they're talking about. And so with that, I just dove into anything that I can download as far as agriculture knowledge and education. I mean, I just immersed myself in it. And I'm lucky enough to where my CEO, my boss, is also my mentor. And so he's been great to be available when I need him to be and say, Hey, Todd, you know, I don't quite understand this. Can you break this down for me? And he will. And I've just learned so much from that. And so the, the challenge that I've faced is I feel like I don't know enough. And so I probably overcompensate and I'm like, I have to know everything, but that's completely self-inflicted. It's nothing that anyone's ever said to me, but it's just a challenge that I've given myself. That's very cool. Well, obviously, you know a little something because <laughs> evidently, according to the bio information I have about you, you got a major award last year. Well, you must know something. So, <laughs> a little bit about the yeah. award. 
So um, the Seed World Next Gen or Top Next Gen Leaders, um, I can't remember what order it's in. I was awarded that, which was awesome because it was kind of that, that point in my life or my career life where I was like, wow. I do know what I'm talking about. You know, I do know yeah. what I'm doing. Right? Yeah. You do know something. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was nice to be able to be recognized. And there was, you know, just a very small handful of people that were awarded that. And I mean, Seed World is a global magazine. I mean, it's huge. And so it was kind of just kind of awestruck to be like, wow, I actually did that. <laughs> so I've learned a lot. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. And that kind of recognition is really, in a lot of cases, is sort of, a very pivotal moment in your career because it is validation for all the work you've put in and all the, it helps sort of check the box of your, you said, you know, you're self-inflicted some of your doubt and you start to realize, you know what, I really, I really do know this and I'm really good at it and I can provide some leadership here. So yeah. congratulations on that. I think that's very cool. Thank you. And another thing that, you know, while we were talking about that kind of the validation, which we give, scholarships every year. We have, you know, 180 students apply for an IPSA scholarship and we award, you know, up to 10 scholarships. And it was actually in Tucson this past January that we had our students come in. They always come to our annual meetings. And it was some of the the gals that were awarded the scholarship. They were just like, oh my gosh, we just love to look at your LinkedIn posts. And like, you're just awe-inspiring. And I was like, wow, like, <laughs> thank you. I don't think I'm that way, but it was just nice to be able to hear that, you know, students are looking up to me and it was like, wow, I'm making a difference to women in the industry. And see, I think that's, that's a, again, it's just a wonderful validation of the work that you've put in to, and it's just kind of, kind of a reminder that you've earned that, you know, somebody didn't give that to you. You're, yeah. out, you're out there making it happen. So I have <laughs> As a fellow female woman leader, I appreciate that effort and I appreciate that you're getting the recognition for that. So we're going to take a very quick break from talking with Kat Brands and we will be right back. Everybody knows to keep a car running smoothly and efficiently, it's important to do regular maintenance. Nowadays, when you notice your car having issues, you can take it to a professional and have them run a diagnostics test. This test shows your mechanic exactly where the car needs improvement. Did you know the same can be done with your social media marketing? Com Group's proprietary social media audit will help you gain insight into your company's social media marketing performance based on a review of your social channels against benchmarks for best practices, analytic tools, competitor performance, current trends, and algorithmic formulas. The report you're given will include your overall social media score, as well as strategies, tactics, and opportunities for social channel growth, optimization, and engagement. Like all modern digital marketing technology, social media channels evolve rapidly and require consistent assessment and evaluation. To start a social media audit for your business, contact us at infocomgroup.com. Okay, we are back uh, at the Women in Industry podcast, and we're talking to our charming and accomplished leader, woman leader in the agriculture industry, Kat Brands. And we've gotten to know her a little bit, and now I am going to turn the microphone over to my co-host, Carson Horn. Yeah, thank you, Lisa and Kat. First of all, congrats to you on your award that you were telling us about. That is really cool. You know, we we're just now getting a chance to really kind of catch up and everything. And, you know, before I came to Com Group, I actually worked as a, as a farm journalist 
and got to make the rounds talking to all of the different associations and stuff. But I don't think I ever ran into you and that's such a disappointment, but I'm so glad that we are getting the chance to talk today. So yeah. welcome, welcome. Thank you. I want to, I want to back up a little bit and talk about IPSA, kind of explain, you know, some of the benefits. What, what do you guys do exactly for your members? So I'd say one of the biggest pieces, well, two of the biggest pieces, one of them is going to be advocacy. We are, you know, a lot of times flying out to DC and talking to people on the Hill and explaining the importance of independent seed companies within the agriculture industry, which is, you know, kind of really awe-inspiring to do because sometimes these people on the Hill, they don't understand the, you know, complexity when it comes to a seed company. And so it's, it's nice to be able to go up there and talk to them and explain how they operate within the industry in its entirety. Um, And then another thing is probably going to be the education and business activities that we offer during our annual conference. It's probably the biggest thing um, that we have. And it's just a lot of information and a lot of education that we give them every year and then ongoing throughout the year um, after the conference. Absolutely. That's that's so cool that you guys do that. And I, I believe you mentioned this earlier. You all have about just under 300 members, correct? All companies, Midwest, everything. That's that's so cool that you guys do that. The seed industry, it's it's such a complex industry, like you were saying, technology and all sorts of innovation happening all the time. W- what's going on in the industry right now? Kind of kind of give us a brief update. Well, there's, I mean, it's constant changing. <laughs> it, there's a lot of consolidation going on in the industry currently, um, which is something that we are, you know, aware of and fighting for in a certain way. And so consolidation is huge. The availability of technologies is big. And so it's just, there's a lot going on, large forces that are at play right now. And IPSA is just trying to maintain a balance of what can we do to help the independent seed companies and the industry as a whole and what fights can we fight? And so it's it's just a lot of really big pieces that we're trying to keep up with and keep our members involved in as well. Absolutely. And so when it comes to associations, we, of course, know that communicating um, all of these things that are going on, all of the activities that you all are, are leading on behalf of your members, communicating with your members is super important. How do you, how do you guys do that exactly? What's your approach to that? Because I know that when you started this position or started with IPSA, you actually came in with the marketing and communications role. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So you, so you still continue to manage that, correct? Yes. Yeah, we do. I do. And that's something that a lot of it is conversations, just, you know, pick up the phone and let's chat. But as far as like the membership as a whole, we do stay in communication with, you know, newsletters and emails and that kind of thing. And, you know, keep people apprised to what's going on. I would say the, the annual conference is a very large piece of communication for us because it does bring all of our members into one spot. And so we do bring all of these things into light for them. And we talk about it and we, you know, say what IPS is doing and we give a state of the association every year. And so they're very in tune with what we're doing as an association representing them within the industry. Absolutely. That's that's really cool that you guys are able to do that and have those kind of connections. It's, it's something, it's kind of an industry trend that we're seeing from a, a marketing and communications public relations perspective is uh, we're seeing a lot of associations like yours actually working with agencies as almost like an external marketing department for them. The fact that you guys are able to do that, that's so cool that you guys keep such a robust program between you and the CEO 
on staff. That's really cool. But working with seed companies, you know, we're, we're very familiar with that, working with um, the soybean industry here in Arkansas. I have to ask, I'm sure you're familiar with Doug Hart's, correct? Mm-hmm. Company for sure. So yeah, the just doing what you guys do is, is so cool. I know here in Arkansas, we've had obviously a lot of issues arise around GMO and different applications out there and things like that. Do you all play a role in, in how that goes? Yeah. So as far as um, GMOs specifically, there's always conversation about that. You know, it's what else can we attack? So my stance on GMOs and Ipsa's stance on GMOs is GMOs and genetically modified organisms are super important to the agriculture production. You know, in almost 30 years of use, there's no doubt that it's been proven safe and effective in reducing pesticide use, which is another conversation that you could have. But the major benefit of GM products is the incredible insect resistance and the reduction in pesticide use, and it's really become a staple in the ag production. And IPSA and myself, we navigate all of this to the public, honestly, with truth and facts. So that's really just what's credible, you know, what's scientific and what's the truth. I mean, a good example of this, which may be surprising, you know, pink Himalayan salt, right? It's on the shelves of every grocery store that's out there. Well, they don, most pink Himalayan salt dons the project non-GMO butterfly on it, right? Well, really, that's not really factual because salt is a mineral from the earth. It can't be a GMO or a non-GMO because it's a mineral, it's not an organism. So it's really just a way of misinformation. And so it's the education piece when it comes to, you know, those certain topics that is just so incredibly vital that, you know, that's what we work on is let's talk to, you know, whoever we need to talk to. Actually, just, I guess it was a couple days ago, there was a Facebook group that I'm part of, and it's for dye-free kids because I'm a mom. I'm conscious of what my kids eat and you know what they put in their bodies. And one of the questions on this Facebook group was, are we for or against GMOs? And of course, there's comments after comments. Uh, we don't do that for our family, you know, whatever. And that's fine. Make your own choice. So, and I never, I never comment on Facebook posts, <laughs> but I commented on it and I was like, hey, you know, I work in agriculture and here's just a little bit of information. And I explained what GMOs do and how they operate and how they're vital within ag production and feeding the world. And it was honestly reciprocated very well. I mean, it was like, wow, I had no idea. Thank you for telling us. And so I think it's just, I mean, that's a prime example. Education is so vital and the credible sources that we have and the credible, you know, facts that we have for all of these things that these, you know, controversial conversations, that's what we have to rely on. Absolutely. That, that is so cool that here in just really the last, you know, five or 10 minutes that we've been talking to learn about, it's almost, you've given us a very brief case study of how important the role is for communications and what you do there. You've already talked about how you approach your, your communications with your members through constant communication, through newsletters and conferences, outreach and education advocacy, I would say, is what you were doing there on, on using social media and being a spokesperson for your industry, that's that's so cool to hear you how you, how you use those different tools to advance your industry. As as you look forward to the future of your industry, where do you see where do you see that going? Well, I see. Okay, well, obviously we're working on big things. We have big projects that we're doing. I would love to see the industry 
have more competition in seed, have larger choice. You know, IPSA itself is focusing on making changes um, with the EPA's new biotech framework and working with the USDA in the arena of expanding uh, competition in seed. And so we have these big things that we're doing. And so I would love to see those come to true full fruition. Of course, not only will that benefit my members, but that would benefit the industry as a whole. And so that's something that we we always try to focus on. And then we also bring that back to our members with strategic planning. And so we work with our member companies around this strategic planning, and we think about the industry five years out. And we actually just finished our last session um, in October of last year. And we include things like wargaming, which is a really fun and thought-provoking exercise. And it really gets, you know, the creative juices flowing and being able to see the future of the industry. So I would just love for all of those things that we're working on currently come to fruition. That sounds like a really fun and interesting process to go through. I'd like to be a fly on the wall on that, but (laughs) that is so cool. Well, Kat, thank you so much for offering your insights today. It's been really fun talking to you and learning about um, IPSA. So um, hopefully we'll get we'll get a chance to stay in touch with you guys and everything. But at this time, I'm going to pass it back over to Lisa to wrap us up for the day. Hey, okay. So I I feel like I could talk and we could have a conversation with you for like another two hours. Um, you've got so much interesting stuff going on, and you said war games. Isn't that what she she yeah. said? War games. You said war games. Yeah. Which I'm incredibly curious about, but I feel like it would get us off. Uh, our producer is looking at me like, you need to wrap this business up. <laughs> Maybe we can do that on the side. And so, yeah. so what I'd like to wrap up with is um, I want to ask you what advice, just words of advice, words of wisdom, and they don't have to be like um, the kind you'd put on a plaque. I mean, they can just be sort of conversational. What words of wisdom would you give to young women who are a looking to get into leadership roles in organizations, but then also b young women who are looking to um, make a career in the ag industry. So it's kind of a two part answer. (laughs) Gosh, that's, you know, I should be able just to say that off the cuff. And honestly, when you were saying that, it sounds so dumb. But in my head, I was thinking of Dory, just keep swimming, right? No. Like, anybody who quotes <laughs> an animated movie during a podcast, there's you get bonus points for that, okay? Oh, good. Well, I mean, it's, it's true, though. I mean, whether you have self-doubt like I did or whether you feel like, oh, well, I can't do this or no, that's too big of a thing that I, I strive to be, it's not just keep swimming, just keep working for it. Just keep downloading the knowledge and find a mentor and find people to support you. I mean, anybody can do anything, right? And finding a woman in leadership, which I know several, and I look up to them because I think it's amazing, but finding a good mentor, whether it's male or female, that can build you up professionally is vital. I mean, again, my CEO, I he's my mentor too. And so I, I, I would not be here and have all the knowledge that I have or the confidence that I have within the industry without him. And so I think just keep swimming, keep downloading the knowledge and find a mentor and you got this. Wow. That is great. That is absolutely fabulous. Words of wisdom. Thank you so much, Kat Franz, um, for carving out the time and your busy schedule today to be with us. And for having this conversation, um, honest and candid and educational and 
for sharing your journey with us. Um, we've had a wonderful conversation today on Women in Industry with Kat Franz, who's the Executive Director of the Independent Professional Seed Association. Thank you so much, Kat. Thank you all. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of The Win Podcast, where we highlight women who use their careers to make the world genuinely a better place. We hope our guest inspired and maybe even empowered you. You can check out comgroup.com to learn more about today's guest and other incredible, amazing women featured on WIN. That's women in industry. And while you're there, please nominate a woman in your life, somewhere in your orbit, worthy of recognition. The nominations are so easy. They're online, quick, fast to complete. Also, please rate, review, subscribe, whatever you want to do while you're in your favorite podcast app. And most importantly, share WIN with your friends. So until next time, I'm your host, Lisa Van Hook of the Communications Group, reminding you to keep on inspiring. The Women in Industry podcast is presented by the Communications Group to celebrate professional women and their achievements. For more information on WIN or to nominate a deserving woman, head on over to comgroup.com or check out Comgroup social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The WIN podcast is hosted by Comgroup Director of Client Services and Executive Vice President Lisa Van Hook. WIN is produced by Comgroup Client Services Manager Cassie Booker and Public Relations and Client Services Coordinator Hannah Phillips. To learn how Comgroup can help you achieve your business goals, contact us today at comgroup.com forward slash contact and keep on inspiring.